Thank you for joining us on Loving Theology. Our aim is to reconcile our hearts to the truth in God's Word. We hope that you find something inspirational in today's message. Hi, my name is Monica Walter, and today I'd like to talk about my post, God's Faithfulness is Love. Let's first discuss about how God's love is selfless. God is for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. His love for you is completely selfless. That's just who he is. In our last post, we discussed how we need to know God as a person and know who he is so that we know what love is. I ended with John 17, 26, which says, I made your name known to them and will make it known so that the love that you have loved me with may be in them and I may be in them. When we see true love through what he has done, it inspires us to love him and others. As a result, the same love he has can be in us. Let's take a look at his love in action so that we may be inspired in this way. Because he is all-knowing, he knew what would happen when he created the world. He knew that if he gave us free will, we would walk away from him over and over. Nevertheless, he refused to control us, but gave us a free will instead. But because he knew what would happen, he came up with a plan, a very selfless plan. 1 John 4, 9-10 talks about this plan. It says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Let's take a minute to think about all this. God always knew the cost of our free will. Not only did he know he was entering a heartbreaking relationship with us, but his only son had to die an excruciating death to save us. Nevertheless, he still chose to give us full freedom because he wanted us to experience his love completely. Scripture often illustrates God's relationship with us as a marriage. There is a faithfulness in marriage that mirrors the intimate faithfulness that God speaks of in his first commandment. The story of Hosea is one of the best pictures of this relationship God chose to have with us. At the start of Hosea, the Lord first speaks to him by saying, Go, take yourself a wife of whoredom and have children of whoredom. For the land commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. Could you imagine? Hosea was asked to marry a woman he knew would be unfaithful. I'm sure it's not a surprise to you to find out that Hosea's wife eventually committed adultery with another man. Still, the Lord tells Hosea not just to forgive her, but to love her. In Hosea 3.1, he says, Go again and love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress. Even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods. Like Hosea, God chose to marry us even though he knew we would be unfaithful. Just like Hosea, every time we walk away, he chooses not only to forgive us, but to love us. I love the way God says that he will speak tenderly to us in Hosea 2.14. He doesn't insist on going over everything we've done wrong. He doesn't guilt us or try a tactic to keep us faithful to him through manipulation. He gives us complete freedom. This is his love. 
If we are faithless, he remains faithful. 2 Timothy 2.13 I'm sure you've probably heard the song Reckless Love. Now the meaning of reckless, doing something without regard to the danger or the consequences, doesn't seem like God at first. But when I see this picture of his love and faithfulness in Hosea's story, I begin to see it. When it comes to thinking of his pain, he simply doesn't care. Whether it's the pain he endured on the cross or the pain he feels when we're unfaithful to him, his love for us is selfless, reckless even. He has and always will care for us more than himself. So much so, he died on a cross for us. So what does God's love look like when we're unfaithful? Let's see what Christ showed us. One of my favorite stories in the Bible comes from John 8. Jesus is teaching in the temple one morning. The Pharisees interrupt him and bring this woman, I imagine roughly fling her into the center of the people gathered around Jesus. This woman had been caught in adultery. She had been unfaithful. Now everyone knew what she had done. Even this good teacher the whole town admired. She was undoubtedly full of shame, guilt, and regret. The Pharisees wanted to force Jesus' hand and undermine his ministry. Since the law commanded that she be stoned, they asked Jesus what they should do. Jesus turned to the crowd and said, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. John 8, 7 While the law required her death, Jesus revealed God's heart and love for us. One by one, the crowd dissipated and Jesus was left there with her. He asked her, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. John 8, 10 through 11. Jesus continues to do this for all of us. He assures us that we are not condemned when it says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 1. There is more to this woman's story though. His faithfulness doesn't stop at him not condemning us. His love pursues us further. We will talk more about this in our next post. If you would like more content, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can also find videos of our content on the Loving Theology YouTube channel. Visit us at lovingtheology.com to find all of our posts and links to our references. You can also subscribe to our email at our website or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks again for joining us.